Last week, we discussed the old truths. You know, these are the eternal truths, the truths that run through all of uh, scripture, all religions, all philosophies. These are the, the truths that are common that run throughout all of it. God is one. Right? That is an old truth. There is a unity to all life. There is an intelligence that thinks, and there is an order that creates. And it is all part of this one energy that we call spirit or first cause or higher power, whatever you want to refer to it as. Timeless wisdom. Timeless wisdom. And today's talk is new thought. Our faith philosophy, the science of mind and spirit, is part of the New Thought movement. We are New Thought. I mean, along with unity and agape, and there's independent churches and the uh, Association for Global New Thought and the New Thought Network and all kinds of um, organizations around the globe uh, that, that it adhere to the same principles. So we are all new thought. And what was it? <laughs> I remember one of, the, one of the ministers from our movement from years ago, Mary Mann and Morrissey, said, you know, our, our movement is called new thought, but when was the last time you had one, right? <laughs> you know, and so, and, and you have to look at that, really. We have to look at it, uh, you know, for ourselves. But here's the thing. New thought has its roots in ancient teachings. There's nothing new about new thought. You know, and, and in fact, sometimes we do call it new thought, ancient wisdom, right? Because it does originate from the Neoplatonism and, and, and Gnostic Christianity, you know? It, and then in the, earlier, in the early 19th century, it was popularized by the transcendentalists, uh, folks like, you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who basically we, we refer to as like the grandfather of new thought, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Thoreau and those people. Um, and then towards the end of the 19th century, you had the Theosophical Society that further popularized this concept of, of wisdom religion or ancient wisdom teachings. And that's really what we're talking about. You know, it's about looking at the old teachings in a new way, taking a new thought about an old subject. And so that's why this whole teaching is called New Thought. You know, and New Thought is referred to as a perennial philosophy. All right, I know you've probably heard that expression before. William Stoddart describes it as this. The central idea of a perennial philosophy is that divine truth is one, timeless and universal, and that different religions, are but different languages expressing the one truth. And really, that's what Ernest Holmes, uh, his ministry was all about, is it not? That there is only one. There is one energy. There's only one thing happening here, and that is spirit is expressing itself. And however we describe it, and we fall into different camps, we'll fall into different, different teachings about that, but it is all one. Ernest Holmes was very clear about that right? Core concept number one, God is all there is. And therefore, we are one as well. And what he said was, there is a place on the side of the mountain we are all ascending, 
right? And Ram Dass said it, right? We're all walking each other home. This idea that we are all one, it means one. It goes back to the unity of all life. There is one spirit. There is one life. There is one race, the human race. Think about it. There is one. There is only one. You know, uh, William James referred to new thought as the religion of healthy-mindedness. I kind of like that, don't you? The religion of healthy-mindedness. And that is because we exclude none. We are inclusive. We are diverse. We are considerate. Right? There's nothing that says you can't come in these doors. Well, right now you can't because of COVID. But there's nothing that says you cannot come through these doors. And yet we are considerate, which means we consider things. We don't blindly accept any dogma without extensive investigation and consideration. Ernest Holmes said, we are to try it, to test it, to prove the principles to ourselves, to prove that it works. We are to incorporate the things that work for us and leave the ones that don't. He was very clear that this perennial philosophy of ours is open at the top. It is open at the top for further revelation. It is open at the top for the discovery of truths that maybe are unknown to us now. And actually, he said this. He said, religious science is a synthesis of the laws of science, the opinions of philosophy, and the revelations of religion applied to human needs and aspirations of humanity. That is what this teaching of ours is. And it is for us to do the work. We must consider for ourselves if it works, that it works, how it works, why it works, when it works, to our own satisfaction. We must try it. It is a practical spirituality. Tried, tested, and proven. So, as a new thought uh, philosophy, we're not just handed a textbook and said, here, go memorize this, right? Or, or go incorporate this or, or just, you know, agree with it. That's not how this works. We are here to prove to ourselves that this works. This is what makes it a practical spirituality. We have to prove to ourselves beyond the shadow of a doubt that these principles, when put into our lives, work and change our lives. Ernest Holmes said, change our thinking, change our life, right? And in Victor Daniel's lecture, he said something very similar to this uh, regarding Buddhism and the words of the Buddha. He said, Buddha encouraged people to question and think through what he said. He declared, believe nothing until you have experienced it and found it to be true. Accept my words only after you have examined them for yourselves. Do not accept them simply because of the reverence you have for me. And so it was very similar, and Ernest Holmes knew this, and this is how he uh, uh, synthesized this idea of religious science, the science of mind and spirit, the same, the same way. 
And he also said, don't put him on a pedestal. I love it. He said, don't put me up on a pedestal. You'll see I have feet of clay. <laughs> you know, and he was right. I mean, we do, we do make mistakes. We are human. We do fall into the, the belief in duality occasionally, even though we know it's not true. And, and Ernest Holmes knew this. Did he ever miss the mark? I guess. I'm sure he must have, right? At some point. I know we do. <laughs> I know I do, I should say. I'll just like, I know I do. I know I miss the mark. I know lots of times I fall into the illusion of, of duality, and then I have to remind myself. It does not mean that there is any reality to duality. It just means we fall into that concept. It means on the sliding scale, on the continuum of, of the qualities of life, on the continuum of the qualities of God, we sometimes find ourselves landing at an extreme edge. We find ourselves on the extreme end of maybe the, the quality of God called abundance, right? We might, we might find ourselves on the extreme end called poverty. We might find ourselves on the extreme end called, called wealthy. And we look across the chasm of this, con of this continuum and we think that we're seeing an opposite. We think we're seeing something different. But all we're seeing is the extremes of the same principle and the same quality. And, and we must get back to the center, get back to balance. Balance is a quality of God as well. And so it is up to us to get back to the balance. You know, I wasn't really even going to talk about this today, but here we are. <laughs> so let's just go for it. You know, you can't have not known what happened on Wednesday, right, in this country. Um, folks broke into the Capitol. I mean, that's really what they did. They broke doors. They broke windows. They broke in. They trespassed. You can call them whatever you want to call them, insurrectionists, seditionists, protesters, traitors, homegrown terrorists, whatever you want to call them. They broke into the Capitol. And you know, some folks witnessing this on television, the first thing they thought of was the War of 1812. Was it the first thing you thought of? I thought of it. We thought of the War of 1812. It was the last time an enemy broke into the Capitol. It was August 24th, 1814. The British invaded Washington, D.C. They torched the Capitol, actually. They burned it. Now, they didn't destroy it totally. They didn't burn it down, but they did burn it, and it was damaged. But, you know, as I was watching events unfold myself, I wasn't really thinking about the War of 1812. That didn't really cross my mind at first. I wasn't thinking of an enemy government or an enemy army invading our country. I thought more about the Brooks-Sumner conflict of 1856. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. But South Carolina Representative Preston Brooks was on the floor of the Capitol and he savagely beat Massachusetts Representative Charles Sumner. He beat him severely with a, a metal, you know, headed walking stick. He pummeled him and beat him so severely he blinded him. 
And it was because Sumner gave a fiery anti-slavery speech that so inflamed the slave-owning Brooks that he beat, him, beat Sumner almost to death. Brooks beat him and continued to beat him on the floor of the Capitol with our other esteemed politicians standing around, the Southern politicians holding back anyone that would rescue poor Sumner. And Brooks continued to beat him until he broke the cane, and then continued to beat him with the pieces, all because of Sumner's anti-slavery views. Now, apparently, duality haunts this country to this day. And this is the quality of God known as freedom. We cannot avoid it any longer. We must identify it for what it is. Because when we don't identify it, we will continue to act it out. And that's what you're seeing. This is no different than, than the, the violence that erupted on the floor of the Capitol in 1856. This is no different. And Carl Jung says, whatever is rejected from the self appears in the world as an event. Well, that was quite an event we had this past Wednesday. We are being called to bring into balance these qualities within ourselves. We continue to slide outward toward the, the fringes on all of these qualities. We continue to slide out to the, the edges of the continuum of a quality of God known as peace, a quality of God known as balance, a quality of God known as love. And no matter what the quality is, freedom or love or wisdom, when we exist on the fringes of those qualities, we look across the chasm and we see the people on the other side of the continuum, not as a continuation of us, but as other, as the enemy. And in an article that I read this weekend on the left-right spectrum and how it deceives us. The author writes this, the left-right political spectrum has us fighting with each other rather than questioning whether hierarchies themselves aren't the large part of the problems facing us today. And we have to do that we have to start asking ourselves these better questions. This is the challenge for humanity today. It is up to us to come in from the fringes and to come into balance, to meet in the center, to integrate ourselves first so we don't continue to see it in the greater world. We have to do the inner work. And that's what New Thought is about. That is our job right now. Right? And New Thought does this work. It is a practical spirituality. It heals us. 
It heals us from the inside out. And then we are healed, then we shine the light for others to heal. And then others heal, and then the nation heals, and then the world heals. That is the way we do it, through this practical spirituality of ours. From living the qualities of God, from center, from balance. Adrienne Marie Brown said this, she said, Things are not getting worse, they're getting uncovered. We must hold each other tight and continue to pull back the veil. Because what is happening is, is we, are, we are existing in the illusion and thinking it's reality. Ernest Holmes was asked this question. He was asked, why doesn't God heal? And Ernest Holmes said this. He said, because God made us and let us alone. We are independent. We will be sick until we get tired of being sick. That's all there is to it. We suffer an illusion. We suffer from the illusion of separation until we are sick enough to heal it. And the healing is always the revelation of what is true all the time. And what is true all the time is God is, and we are. God is love, and we are that. New thought, this perennial philosophy states there is only one. There is only one. That is all there is. It is expressing itself as many. It is individualizing itself as all life everywhere. But this is the one life that we are having. This is the one life we are experiencing. This God life is the one life we all have. And we have fallen into the illusion of separation, and it sickens us. And the truth of oneness is the only answer. Ernest Holmes said this in Can We Talk to God? He said, spiritual healing is not willing or wishing or beseeching nor repeating a lot of formulas. It is the result of the dawning perception of spirit incarnated in the one needing help. When the illusion of opposites disappears from our mental perception and we come to realize we are whole, we are whole. We are made whole. And this is the work that we do right here and right now. This is the work of new thought. This is the work of this perennial philosophy of ours to know that we are one, to know that there is no other, to come in from the fringes, from the imbalance of the qualities of God that we're existing at, and to regain the center, to regain our balance, to regain the truth of our oneness with God and with each other. And when we know that, we are healed. And when we know that, we are whole. And when we know that, we recognize our oneness 
with all life. There is no other. There is no out there, out there. There is only God. There is only this one life. It is spirit expressing itself, individualizing itself as all of us. No better, no worse, no right, no wrong. Only spirit expressing itself. We must recognize this. We must come into balance. And we must know there is only one life. It is God. It is whole, perfect, and complete. It is our life right here and right now. Thank you.